everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am back with Mia. Welcome, Mia. Always a pleasure, Cassie. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to uh, do our interview today. So, But first, tell me what's awesome. Oh, man, I am acting my financial wizard um, that uh, way back from uh, 10K. Uh, I, you know, come into a little money from some business dealings and uh, I'm dealing with it. Got got stuff, looking for stuff, doing, doing uh, research and being a financial wizard. Feels really good. Ooh, I love it. That's awesome. Um, and we don't have to share like amounts, but there's, you know, there's a big amount in your checking account and you shared that as evidence for everyone else in the Enchanted Circle, which was so cool. And I wanted yeah. to ask you, how did it feel to have a space where you get to go in and just like say that? And it both supports other people, but it's also like, yay, it's the thing we're celebrating. It's because I think a lot of people, I don't know what your experience was, but people are taught not to share that. Oh, you you bet. I mean, it's it's exactly exactly what you said. And having been a part of the Enchanted Circle for a while now, I realized how important it was for other people to hear that. So it isn't about oh my God, you know, you got to be humble, you got to have your humility. Um, it's about um, having other people hear that um, because knowing how important it is. When other people bring up any, it doesn't have to be a big amount of money just to see the excitement on people's faces, you know. And I remember when it got transferred, it's like Tracy was like poking me, my partner's like, and he's like, What do you feel like? What do you feel like? I'm like, you know, dude, I, I had the money, but now it's in my checking account. It's like, but it's in your checking account. You know, it's like, you know, it's so yeah, it it's good. It's a real it's all good, all good. But definitely a new experience. Uh, and a good one. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, so let's talk about Hawaii. I think you have some cool things. You just got back from Hawaii. Yeah, we were uh, we were a week in Hawaii. Really a good trip. You know, I mean, it's true they do have winter over there, so it's not as warm as usual, but plenty warm. You're just never out of shorts. Uh, just a, and cool enough that I really like it. But so we spent a little time downtown Honolulu. We go there's restaurants there that we just love. And then uh, we headed to North Shore because I wanted to do some surfing and we love hanging out right on the beach. We have this cool beach house right on the beach that we like to stay at. And um, uh, so we get there, we've got our board rented, Tracy rented um, a kayak, you know, and we're, you know, ready to go. I've been looking at surf reports and it's like, they've been having some really big surf, you know, on the North Shore, huge surf. At, but this this place that we go to, it's called Chun's Reef, and it's supposed to be a cakey break, a, a kid's break or a beginner's break. You know, and the times we've been there before, it's been just like that. But this time, there was a swell running, big time, the whole, you know, the whole four days, five days that we were there. I mean, I think the late afternoon we got in, um, that was the only day that it was like about six feet. Um, and these are, that's after the wave has broken, so a little over my head. But still, you could catch inside stuff and stuff. But after that, all over. It was double overhead. So 
Wow. You watch the surfers out there and it's just, they look like little ants, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and you're just like, wow, incredible. And there's lifeguards and everything. And it's like, oh man, should I get out and paddle and try and catch a foam ball on the inside and see what develops, you know? But it's weird. They um, also um, measure waves, not only in height and in, in, so the longer the period between sets, the bigger the waves. And so when you see a long period between sets, that means the waves are larger, but they also measure the force. And the force was like off the charts on these. So they were not only big periods, but the force was really big. And when that happens, they break on a reef. And I know I was a junior lifeguard as a kid. I grew up at the beach. So there has to be when waves come in, there has to be a place for them to go out. That's usually where um, surfers paddle out because there's less waves breaking there. Mm-hmm. It's just like a boiling cauldron. You know, you just watch that. And depending on whether the tide was ebb or flow coming in or going out, um, depending on how it looked. But, you know, you'd look in like a couple of minutes, you'd see, oh, I, I could have caught that wave. And then like three minutes later, it's like, I'm glad I'm not out there. You know, (laughs) I'm really glad I'm not out there, you know? And so they do have lifeguards on the beach. And whenever it's really big like that, they always get a jet ski out um, because rescues need to happen. And we watched personally three rescues happen the time we were there. And so it's one of these things. It's like, wow, you know, what is going on? You know, got our stuff, we're ready to go. But you know, we went into the water, you know, and just, you know, swam around on the inside and I paddled a couple of times, but that was about it. And it made me think about, so what is going on here? And it was really about intimidation. And uh, I did a Cassie and I looked up what is intimidation because it, it's like fear, but it's not fear. Right. It's kind of the reaction to the fear that you might have or a real fear. And it's to make timid. And that's exactly how I felt. It's like, oh, man, it would be just trouble for me to, to get out there. It would not be a good thing. But the really deeper lesson was, is like, where do I feel intimidated now? Mm-hmm. Different from surfing. Um, where have I felt intimidated in the past and just gotten past it? It, it was, it, so it was really good, really a good trip for that, aside from just having a great time in, in Hawaii. I mean, the weather's great. You know, absolutely. We got to go. We got to go visit a couple of really nice ukulele stores because Tracy's into that. It was just really fun to talk with the locals there, and they all play and people picking up ukuleles and just starting to go. It was really, really, really fun. So, but yeah, that was that. That was the take home. That was the take home for me. Yeah, I love that you looked up because I do. I always look up like what is the emotion when we're saying it. Like what does it actually mean, and to make timid is that's super interesting. Cause you think about, you know, just so many times in our lives, things come at us and they make us shrink. They make us timid. And you're right. It's, it's different than fear. It's just like not willing to go out there. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was a really, it was a really good reason not to go out there. I don't, right. I, don't <laughs> I just would have gotten pretty beat up, but yeah. that was different. That was more like a real, uh, a fear that's useful. Yes. Um, uh, just because of my experience with the ocean, but, um, and knowing what my capabilities are, uh, mm-hmm. but to understand uh, the intimidation factor and knowing where I feel that, and I know I've overcome it before, and so mm-hmm. I know I can, and, but really putting something 
semi-concrete to it. Because a lot of times, you know, it's like, why do I want to get back into surfing? I don't really, I'm not living too close to the ocean. I might like to live close to the ocean. It's something we've gone over in, you know, one of the, you know, one of your weekend seminar mm -hmm. things. You know, we've, we've gone over that. But it's like, why? What's going on? And I'm sure this is one of the things. This is one of the, here you go. Here's your lesson. Okay, here's, here's what you need to think about. Here's what you need to look at again, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. And I did having that experience of like, oh, I'm intimidated and there's some, like, there's real reasons not to go into the ocean in that moment. Did, did it help you or can you see how in the future it'll help you to have that feeling of what does it feel like when I'm intimidated because there's real danger versus when we create our own intimidation and it's not real, it's not scary. It's not, you know, big ocean, like could be a real serious problem. Ooh, man, you brought it up so nice. So here's the deal. So I, I watch and it's, it, it is a kid's break. So people show up, you know, like after school with mm. their kids and these kids have grown up with that surf, with that big surf. Yeah. And you watch these, young teenagers, you know, or maybe even 11 or 12 year olds, and you watch them paddle out and they paddle out and they go and you're like watching them with the adults and you go, wow, holy Moses, because they know they can do it. They've, they've had that experience. They've grown up with that. Just like I know from my experience what my limitations are and when it's a little too dangerous for me. But um, the, the, I'm losing my train of thought a little bit, but the, but the whole thing about it is the experience, how you can gain that experience um, when it's fake and when it's real. So for me, it, it, there is a money thing. You know, I've mentioned this before. Ooh, you know, I was cleaning out my office as one of my things for the cleanup for the Manifest 10K. And I'm, you know, basically you know, putting all my old bank statements in to get shredded and I'm looking at it and it's always somewhere between 13000 and $20,000. Always. Right. More money than anybody in my family's ever had, but that's what it is. You know, but I'm, meanwhile, I'm, you know, managing quarter of a million dollars worth of great payments, this and that and the other thing. There's the safety level. It's just like the size of the wave. It's exactly like the size of the wave. Here I am. I'm comfortable. No, I'm fine here. I am fine here, but give me way up there. Uh -oh, there's the dog in the That's okay. That's enough. Um, but give me way up there, and it's like, wow, I'm out of my element. I'm really out of my element. But and and so that's a real physical um, something I know is there. Yes. Could I, could I work myself up to going out to double overhead? Yes, I could probably within two years. No problem. Mm -hmm. I could do, if I worked on it, wouldn't be a problem. I know I could. However, when it comes to money, it's like, um, I can't deal with that much, you know? So you find a place. I started a business, you know, it's right. like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? Oh, well, I'll buy a house. So you, you know, you write the check. Wow. No, but I've never written a check for this big for a down payment. This is wow. Boom, that goes. Then the money starts to pile up again. Oh my God, what am I going to do? I should start a business. That's what I should do. Boom, start the business. So the money keeps going. Oh, you know, oh man, it's taken up over there. They, they, it's got it. It's got it. And now it's coming back. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like, 
okay, you've got this much money. It's all yours. It's not the businesses anymore. You're not making great, you're not doing, you're not buying, you're not building inventory. You're not doing this. Do something with it. Do, do something with it. Make it, you can make it work for you, lots of different ways, whatever, but it's your money. Work, work with it. And I can remember, and this is a little bit of an old story, but my mother worked for Charles Schwab. I mean, she worked half time after she retired. At right. For Charles Schwab, before, you know, we could do everything online, people would call her up. She had a Quotron, and she would give them quotes over the phone for what stocks were moving, what, wow. what their price was. So, I mean, she had big whales calling her from Korea. Hey, what's this price, you know, today? And la, la, la. And so she saw it move around. But as a, as a function of this, she never had a lot of money, money and, and she was a little scared of it. She got free stock from Charles Schwab. And she was always worried. She worked until she was like 78 years old. Wow. Way when she was 80. And so we're going through her stuff. You know, there's not a lot of stuff. There's no house, no nothing. She's got online 1,200 shares of Charles Schwab shop. And not only that, she had a paper of paper stock for 1,200 stocks. She didn't even know what she had. At that time, it was $30,000 to her. This yeah. was back in the in the mid nineties. Yeah. It been a lot of money for her. Yeah. She could have, with where she was living, what she was doing, she wouldn't have had to work. She would have been very comfortable on that. She didn't know what she had. She had no clue because she didn't want to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, she didn't want to know because uh, she had no ability to use that. And when I realized how I'm different, you know, oh, I started a business, I own a house. Um, everything's fine, but I still have this, this limit. Oh, yeah. I don't want to have double overhead waves. Right. Okay. Right. But I have to get ready for that. I have to, I, I mean, I don't have to get ready for that, but it's a good thing to have that come at you. Yeah. It's an awesome thing to have that come at you. So, um, to me, that's, that was definitely part of the, part of the take home was, yeah. uh, you can do this. And, it's the manifest 10K, the enchanted circle. It's all been preparation for that. It's it's weird how it all comes together. Yes. And you don't you don't know how it's all going to come together. You're just going, you know. Oh, that was good. Oh yeah, I shouldn't be telling old stories like that. Oh, that was good. And oh yeah, I love that person. Always brings something good to the call. But when it all comes together, and you finally get to see these big ahas, mm-hmm. and you see you see the. Um, not the work that you need to do, but the direction you, you need to head in, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you can more readily accept those things. Um, so I know we talk a lot in the enchanted circle about making room and yeah. path, but it's also, it's not only opening the door, but it's saying, come on, come on in. And that's, you know, I have the door open, but I kind of shut it sometimes a little bit. Yes. And open it again and then shut it again and open again. Instead, just open it wide and come on in. Um, And I've had that lesson for a long time. Uh, I practiced martial arts, Aikido. Mm -hmm. And Aikido is like this meshing of energy, but you have to open the door. You you have to invite the attack to be able to defend the attack. You You can't just block. You need to invite it. You need to let it in. You need to open the door and invite, not just open the door, but invite. And so this whole thing has all been about 
welcoming, keeping the door open and welcoming, yeah. rather than, look out there. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, or, oh, I could keep it open this much. I can keep it open this much, but I don't know. Open. No, no, that much is plenty. It was plenty, you know. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's a big, 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 big thing for me. I love that. And I want to, um, just to sum to make sure we're getting all these points, I love that you brought in Aikido. So mm-hmm. what you're saying is you, you don't just go on the defensive, you really open up and let the space for someone to come at you so that you can then defend it. Right. Well, so that, so that you can really um, meaningfully um, take care of the situation. Yeah. Because if you're not opening the door, um, the energy can, can't transpire between attacker and defender just can't do it so it's a real 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 important thing there's no flow that happens it's more it's a little bit more karate like um Mm -hmm. in that it's harder you know it's like bam whereas you would you'd never want to have a hard hit like that you'd always want to be blending or entering Uh um so um yeah the japanese have a whole very cool system around circle, triangle, and square, you know, and the yeah. movements that happen in those things. But that's a whole nother deal. But awesome. it's very uh, applicable to this, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. And what I, what I heard you say, and tell me if I didn't get it right, is that, you know, going through Manifest 10K, creating your, your wizard, your character, all of that is really was propping the door open so that it was being left open versus shutting it and saying, Oh, no more. It was really about propping the door open and leaving it open to welcome more money in and more money. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, because you know, it, it, it got scary, you know, it would get scary, you know? So if I opened the door further, it was to let money out to do something, you know, I mean, not yeah. just to, not just to spend it, but to let it out. You right. Know so uh, that was the uh, that was the deal, and and you do have to let. You, I mean, it's a flow. You have to let right. money out, so more money can come back. But that needs to be what's in mind. You can't yeah. be afraid of what's going to come back. Right. Bigger. Yeah, you have to. Right. If you're going to let it go, you have to be able to welcome it in, in bigger. And so yeah. I love that. Um, and what I also think you heard is like, you didn't realize you were being prepared to have this big amount of money in your bank account. But as you went through each step, now you can see, oh, that's where that little lesson that might've seemed simple, right? Or just like a thing, but like, oh, that is really was preparing me to receive this and to hold on to it in a way, right? To decide where you want to, where you want to flow it out next to get even more. Right. No, exactly. That's, that's, uh, exactly it. I mean, um, we, we hear it all the time. You can hear it, uh, in the calls, uh, but people just say, you know, I don't know, Cassie. I mean, I just started, I've done two lessons and this thing happened, you know, I mean, I've yeah. done two lessons in manifest 10 10 K and, and like this tidal wave of stuff comes in and I'm like, I don't even know where it comes from. But it's because you just start to open the little thing in your mind that says, okay, you're ready, you're ready, you're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it happens. And it's, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, I can't even, you know, my story that I've told over and over again, I had to sell, I was going to sell some equipment mm-hmm. um, that I had used in my business. And 
I was thinking, eh, 60, 80,000. Yeah, it'll be, that'll be, that'll be awesome if I could yeah. get that. <laughs> and I go in and I, I don't even, I'm not even negotiating. And somebody says, oh, no, the, no, this much per gallon, that much for this, this much for this. And I'm going, this is going to add up to about 120 grand. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> yes. You know, and I think I had been maybe, I don't know, two months in the program, you know, yeah. and I was, I was a slow, if anybody's out there, I was a slow, I didn't do it in 90 days. <laughs> I did it. It took me a little while to get through because the yeah. lessons came along and they were like, knock, knock, you're ready for this. And it's like, okay, you know, and I was busy with uh -huh. other things and I was doing the calls and everything, but it was like, oh man, wow, I got to this lesson and it was just a perfect time for me. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many other times too with other people, perfect yeah. timing for their lesson, you know? Oh, so, totally. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And that story will always be awesome to me. It's like, yeah, I thought I was going to get this and then it just got double without <laughs> do, <laughs> do like without trying. Right. Cause it's such the, I love any example where it's like, no, you just be the person you do the work and people just give you more money. Like that's the way it worked out. It was, I mean, it sounds weird, but that's exactly the way it happened. I mean, I could have, I could have, you know, planned in my head, okay, if I only get offered this much, then I'm going to put an ad in and, and if they have, to, if the equipment have to ask to leave site, that's just the way it'll be, you know, do my negotiation. No, it was the first person I talked to at the facility that I was at. It was easy. You know, it was unbelievably easy. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like even, you know, some people might be thinking, well, now this person feels like they got taken. No, they're happy. They're right. happy. I still work at that facility with some of my other winemaking clients. Nothing is, everything's great. You know, I mean, yeah. it's not like everybody feels good. Everybody yeah. feels good, you know? So, yeah. I love that. If anyone listening has that, you know, oh, somebody has to feel bad, like take that as evidence. Everyone can always feel good. The pie just gets bigger. Yeah, yes. it, it works. It does work. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So how are you, as you have this like bigger amount of money, um, can you give us any examples of how you're using your, you know, going back to your wizard and, and pulling those thoughts and beliefs when things come up that might be old stories or old thoughts and beliefs to really embrace this, having this bigger pile, I think is the best way to say that. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's dealing with people that you deal with on this level. I mean, you, um, I have a pretty good amount in uh, in a SEP IRA. Uh, it's not quite that amount, but it's close to that amount. So I am used to having, you know, brokers and things like that. But, you know, banks and brokers and, and everybody and just dealing with everybody on a really nice uh, level and finding out what they have to offer. Um, doing research. Uh, I, I'm reading a book right now on uh, macroeconomics because stock markets here, but it's altering a little bit. So you want to be a little careful. And as some people know, I do some options derivatives trading and, you know, that's gotten a little weird, but just small. It's another place where just uh, not having to push and work uh, doing small things when it feels right. And I haven't had a losing trade and I can't tell you how, how long because I don't push it. I don't say, oh man, I got to have this many trades on or I have to have this much money in the options and I have to do this and I have to do that. Oh, no, I don't. No, I don't. I really don't. You know, 
interest rates are up. So uh, between uh, laddering shorter term CDs, T-bills, and uh, you know high interest checking accounts until the market gets sorted out and I really understand what I'm doing, I don't need to worry about it. I can, I can be earning a pretty decent amount, but just learning and finding more and got a little bit in the options thing, but only what feels right, you know? Uh, so it's all good. Oh, I love that. And I think that's such a big, like only what feels right. Yeah. Right. Is so big for what you put out and then being willing to let it back in. Right. Yep. It's, it's one thing, anybody who has traded options before, it's really easy to make a lot of money and then lose about five times as much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very easy. Very easy. So um, you need to not only know what you're doing, but you have to, when you, get a good gut like you get in the enchanted circle you need to follow that and it when you're only having wins you don't need to win very often and you don't need to win in a big way you need to win in a big way when half you know half or more mm-hmm. so that's when you need to win big so you all those kind of things i mean it's just all and it doesn't matter what you're involved with i think yeah. Over time, it all falls into place for you, and you just go, "Oh, yeah, okay, all right, now I get it." You know? Yeah. No. Yeah, I love that because being able to pay, be patient, and trust, and know that I love the way he's like it. It just takes a lot of small wins. You don't have to be looking for like this mega mega win. You can just get a bunch of small wins. And that's it. That's the slow and steady. And like it goes back to you know what do you want? You want more money. You want to be bringing in money. So you don't have to chase um, the big win. You can just be patient and allow the small wins. Well, and I'm sure, you know, you realize this as well with your investing that you do. When you have all of a sudden, when you have a lot of money, Mm -hmm. it's harder. You know, if you have $10,000, $40,000, it's not a small amount, but yeah, you can find places for that money, you know, and it's pretty easy. But, you know, when you when you get into the hundreds and the millions, uh, then it's like you can't put it all in two or three places. <laughs> that doesn't work. You know, I mean, it just doesn't work. You know, it's got to be in multiple places and you have to have, you know, you really have to think about it. You yeah. don't have to think about it, but you have to trust your gut and know, hey, it. Um, the big thing is not to lose it all in one, one spot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a huge, I love that you said that because that's actually like, I went through that. I've gone through that a little bit in the last couple of years is when you have that bigger amount, it changes things and you do have to operate. Like you have to fall back on, um, you know, the slow and steady and the, this and that, and I can do this and I can wait and, and just, it changes cause you're right. And I love that you're sharing that because actually I hadn't really thought about that, but that as somebody who's thinking about their future self and stepping in their future self who has a bigger pile. It's why it's important to trust and take the small steps instead of running so fast in one direction. Oh yeah. It's very, you know, it's, um, it's keeping some of your powder dry always. Right. I mean, you always have a little bit of your powder dry, but when, uh, does it, whatever you're, you work with in terms of investments, you know, when to keep more powder dry. Cause when you do that, and it's a little bit more liquid, when the opportunity comes, you jump, you get to jump on it. Um, So you don't have to force it when there's nothing, when there's nothing there for it, you know, Um, it really, it does, it does come along, but uh, yeah, you have to be, 
you have to have a, a lot of different little piles of things that do good in different environments and but powder dry ready to go to the environment that's going to do best the next you know mm-hmm. so. yeah i love that you're saying that and people listening like you're getting gold if you've ever wanted well like how do i behave a little bit differently with a bigger pile of money like this is one of the ways you're willing to have that pile and do it when it feels good and just um, like you're saying, have some powder dry so that you can jump on that. And so just know that's why you want to get used to having a pile, right? That's why it's important. Yeah. You know, like I always tell people one of my best advices is just get 10,000 saved, right? Get used to holding on to that pile, like having a pile. And that's why, because as the pile grows, you're doing exactly what you're talking about and you're, you're being okay with it until it's the right moment. Right. And yeah. it, it can be the hardest thing to do, but it's, it's, it's anybody you read about that's a, any kind of good investor or just somebody that builds wealth in, in a number of ways, could be real estate, could be anything. They're patient yeah. um, and they strike at the right time not at the wrong time. Um, That's so good. This is gold. Any other um, advice you have for anyone who's, who's stepping into this place of having more money and writing a more money story about having a bigger pile? You know, it's, it is, it's just getting comfortable with it. It's, it's losing that, uh, that timidity uh, that, um, and sometimes you don't see it as that. That's the other thing that I want to say. You don't see it as being made timid, being intimidated by larger amounts of money. But sometimes, you know, for me, that was definitely the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like I wasn't excited when, you know, I was making good money and, and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, keeping it. <laughs> yeah. Like you, said, like you said, the first step is making sure it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. And then keeping it and then growing it is the next step and not being timid about seeing it grow and seeing big things come in. Cause I think um, it's fun to watch people in the enchanted circle because you have everybody that's just covering their bills for the month and they're going, man, I have two months worth of bills covered. And it's like, awesome. Because that's the step. Those are the steps that you, you need to take. Um, and, you know, you just, if, as long as you keep moving, it's great. And having support, I can't, I can't tell you, I can't tell you. Uh, it's been, it's been awesome uh, for me because it really does let me open the door and invite so many things in. It's, it's not just about more money. It's more opportunities. It's more friendships. It's more relationships. It's better relationships and just inviting it all in, you know, being comfortable with that. And not feeling like, no, that's enough. And only the foot comes in, not anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's really, it's really, really good. But also, you know, from the same perspective, knowing that like in Hawaii, hey, dude, um, maybe two years from now, I get to go out in that. I realize right now I am not ready for that. Yes. I am not ready for that. Um, and I might not be the object of a rescue, but I wouldn't be feeling very good when I came in like a drowned rat, you know, and hadn't, hadn't had any fun at all. Um, so it's kind of knowing where you are uh, and knowing where you can work to step by step. 
Yeah. I love that you brought it because I didn't put it together at first, but you know, the, the double swells like two years out, that's also tied into the patients, right? Like I can get there. I just can't, well, you could jump in and be there today, but you're likely to be drug out by the jet ski, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's all about understanding, like I can get there and being in that patient and loving that space. Like, okay, that's cool. I can work up to that. If that's what I decide I want to do, like I can work up to that, whether it's money or whether it's big waves. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, thank you, Mia. This has been gold as always. I love our conversation. So thank you so much. It's nothing but fun, uh, Cassie. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you all for listening. Make sure to check out Mia's next interview for more golden wisdom and abundance and fun. Thank you for joining us on the More Money Show. To learn more about enrolling in the Enchanted Circle, go to cassieparks.com.